0: Welcome to Scale School, my friends. I'm Dan Bolton, and my purpose here is simple. I wanna help you increase the scalability of your coaching or consulting business so as it gets bigger, life gets better. Here, we will be talking everything from getting clients, keeping clients, teams, leadership, but most importantly, making scaling simple and fun again. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you get a ton out of today's episode. What's up, friends? Today, I wanna tell you the tale of how we took our business from 150K a month to just shy of 350K a month in under 90 days. This is for you if you were stalled out in your growth or even if you're growing fast and wanna figure out how to do it faster and better. And this took place at the end of 2021 and we are no longer at this size and there is good reason for that because uh going from a two million dollar run rate to a four million dollar run rate in 90 days uh, <laughs> there's a lot to it uh, it's intense but also i realized that that was not the kind of business i wanted to build regardless though the eight things i'm gonna share in this video were key to making it happen and are the same things i'm using to apply to our business now to make uh you know possible 95 percent Percent plus uh, profit margins, aiming for a million dollars in profit this year in less than fifteen hours a week. The same rules apply, and so regardless of whether you're at five k a month or five hundred k a month, I think these are going to be incredibly helpful for you. So let's just dive right in. Um, when we were in twenty twenty one, business was complex, but we had a really good offer that was that was starting to really crush early twenty twenty one. I had the incredible privilege of working with Alex Homozi for a number of months. And ironically, the growth did not happen until quite a little bit after we had um, finished working with him. But, but it taught me some really foundational and fundamental lessons that I want to share here today and when we grew i actually publicly predicted it so we were literally at 160k a month and i said publicly not not in some kind of boastful way but just in kind of an offhanded comment at the start of one of the posts i said you know i think we're going to g- double in the next 90 days and we had really clear plans and intentions on why we were doing it and how we were going to do it and so i just want to break down eight things that were really powerful for me. Now, not eight, not all eight might apply for you, but I know that there'll be two to three things that are gonna really resonate and hopefully give you an insight and an understanding as to why you might not be growing in the way or at the pace that you would like. And so let's start off, uh, number one, offer is king. Now, this should be no surprise to you, right? Speaking of Homozi, the purple Bible that he introduced to the online space Uh, $100 million offers all brought us back to the fact that the offer is the most important piece of the business, right? And And it's more important than you realize because if you do not have an offer that is good, right? Not only is marketing really, really hard, not only is sales really, really hard, but delivery is really, really hard. And most of us design offers with delivery not in mind at all. We're just going, what promises can we make? What can we throw at this thing to solve problems and get yeses? Um and then we think about delivery later. but there are a couple of key things that we really weighed up in 2021 that made a profound difference in our ability to sign clients there was a period there where we were signing a high ticket client at ten thousand dollars each every single day I think we kept that up for about 60 days in a row and that was no mistake We launched an offer we publicly uh, hormosi's book came out right the And the phrase was an offer so good, you'd feel stupid saying no. And so we did some work through that book. And then we publicly posted a big red uh, graphic. Some of you who've been around for a while might've seen it and it said an offer so good, you'd feel stupid saying no. And what we had done at that point was we implemented recruitment into our coaching offer. Now, regardless of what industry you're in, whether you're in the health coaching space or the business coaching space or something else, um, the, the principle applies. Because we identified there was this one big aspect that all of our clients were struggling with when it came to, getting out of the direct message appointment setting process themselves they were they were struggling uh, even if it was working for them they were spending hours a day in their direct messages and in 2020 i uh, got my first really good appointment sitter and then early, late 2020 i released uh, an, an ebook called the appointment Setting playbook how to hire train and manage hyper profitable appointment sitters And that was a game changer for that level of growth for us as well. It really bumped things up. It helped starting to attract higher tier clients because very few people in 2020 were talking about how to use appointment setters. And so flash forward to 2021, most of our market knew about appointment setters. Most people knew they should have one, but not many people knew where to find them how to train them, or how to manage them. And so what we did in our offer, aside from all the other coaching things we had, we had you know the classic content, group calls, we had the Facebook group, we had some one-to-one coaching. We added in recruitment, where we were hiring training and co-managing appointment setters for clients. Now, without me getting into the details of the logistics of how hard that is, because there was definitely some speed bumps and some roadblocks and some challenges to us figuring that out, that was a conscious decision that I made, that we made to resource that area of the business with the right team members and the right processes and the right systems because we knew it was gonna be worth it in sales. And we were right. And so learning in that that season, there is nothing more powerful in your growth than making a great offer. You absolutely need to count the cost. You do not go into something blindly and start making huge promises without thinking it through, right? I see many people doing this right now. Yeah, we'll build your funnels and run your ads and we'll have a software component and all of a sudden coaches become agency owners overnight. You wanna be conscious and intentional about this. But one of the things we realized is we did not need to make many big changes to our offer. We simply added in recruitment. And for that time in the market and that point in our own journey, it was exactly what we needed to skyrocket our business. But this is number one. It's not the only thing, but it was a big contributing factor. Okay, Number two, superior acquisition. One of the things that I am always blown away by, and and I have empathy for this because I struggled with it in the early days, is how complex people make getting clients. And when I say that, I don't mean the complexity of like taking a stranger and having to build trust and rapport and then convincing them that we're not scam artists and we can help them. I mean like people that have a YouTube channel and a podcast and a Facebook group and an Instagram page and they're struggling to enroll, you know, one to two clients a week. And what might surprise you is at that point, we were almost getting all of our clients through the Facebook group. When I say almost, I mean we just started implementing some email stuff. But almost every single client we were getting that helped us double in that 90-day period was just through our Facebook group. And so it might surprise you that when you're speaking about or thinking about getting to numbers like seven figures, right, or for some of you, getting to eight figures, Oftentimes, it's not about how do I add in more, it's how do I get more from what I'm already doing. And oftentimes, it just means like doing more volume, doing more activity. So for us, the way that we grew in that period is we simply tried to figure out how do we grow our Facebook group with even more people. Sounds stupid and simple, but it was that straightforward. It was like, okay, if we're at this revenue level with 10 to 15 new group members a day, why don't we just increase the ad budget and tweak some strategies so we're getting 20 to 25 to 30 group members a day. And then from there, it's like, well, if we're getting this many book calls from our group every week, How can we dial in our content to make it even more engaging? And so throughout that time, I was putting in a lot of effort into making really world-class trainings. I had posts that were getting hundreds of comments and people were really leaning into the trainings I was giving because they weren't fluffy, five-minute like, here's a principle. It was like, here's 45 minutes on how to create a world-class lead magnet to create a million-dollar group or how to, um, I, I can't even think of all the examples back then, but the point is is that it was intentional And i was giving a lot of effort to making our content better and so the superior action piece is really understanding that there's no perfect way to get clients there's no super easy way to get clients but there are simpler ways and there are more complicated ways and the challenge i have for you today is if you are in a process of trying to get unstuck or trying to simply grow faster you firstly might want to consider doing less and doing less but focusing in better right better quality more volume focused in on one channel, and this this for us is a really big uh, you know key theme with all of our clients. As we say, like one offer, one channel to 100k a month. And so, if you're not at 100k a month, but you've got multiple channels, that might be why you're not at 100k a month. So that's uh, number two is superior acquisition. Number three is I, I just wrote down finding my focus. At that point, we at the start of 2021 we had uh, an agency. We had a coaching program, and then that coaching program had two different offers. So the agency and the coaching program, even though it served similar markets, they were two distinct businesses, if I'm being honest with myself. And then with the coaching program, it was really complicated. There was a lot of different things going on. Uh, we were testing different price points and different lengths. So we had some people that are committed to 12 weeks, some people that are committed to 20 weeks and so on. And then we had this back end that we we're also trying to like, it was like spinning plates. And one of the key things that happened was I killed the agency. So literally just before we doubled, I killed the agency, right? Which is, you know, interesting timing, not a coincidence. Uh, And I was then able to take time and energy that I was investing there and invested all in on the coaching program and the coaching aspect of our business. And so I know for many people, they have lots of plates spinning. And again, it might be from the way you're getting clients, right, lots of plates spinning. I'm doing content over here and content over here and an appointment center doing this and this and this. And so finding a focus might be just be through eliminating things. But one of the things that I also had to get clear on was the type of business I wanted to build in that season of my life. And I realized uh, the agency was good money, right? It was at seven figures for a really long time, but I just wasn't loving it. I wasn't. It wasn't the business I wanted to build. And so it was actually holding me back from building the business I did want to build. And once I realized that, it was an easy decision to let it go. And so finding my focus was really, really key. And again... Going back to what I often tell clients, it's one channel, one offer to one million. The, the thing that keeps people under one million is oftentimes they're doing too much, not doing too little. Most businesses die, I've heard this said before, not my quote, most businesses die from indigestion, not starvation, right? From doing too much, not too little. And so finding your focus might be around like killing some sacred cows in your business, right? Offboarding some team members, eliminating some departments, simplifying the offers, simplifying the channels. Whatever you gotta to do to find focus, do it. Number four, build a sales machine. This is really big, even if you are the solopreneur setting and selling for yourself, but this is especially true if you have a team of people. One of the key things here, and I have to give a massive shout out at this stage of my business, um, Cole Gordon was was massively helpful uh, here. And, and while I don't work with Cole officially anymore, we're great friends because uh, I don't have a sales team anymore. Um, more on that in, a, in another video. But um, this was hugely key for me was I needed to learn to be a leader. And I'm telling you right now, if you have struggled to bring on an appointment center or bring on a closer or you've got closers and setters right now and you're struggling to get momentum with them, uh, it's like 10% the wrong person and 90% your ability to lead them. So what I mean by that is like, we often get people on board and we they're not performing the way they want to. And so we think like, oh, it's the person. Like we just need to get a new person. And so then you have people that have gone through 12 appointment setters. And they go, oh my gosh, it's the appointment setters. They're all, they're all crap. They're all terrible. And one of the things that might surprise you is um, every setter that we took to that million dollar level, meaning like they were, they were sitting uh, calls that were closing at like a million dollar run rate. How do I, how do I put that? It's like a million dollars in sales a year from the sets that they were making. They were all almost uh, exclusively all young dudes that I met in youth group that had no previous sales experience they had the right raw ingredients of hunger, coachability, um, drive, but but then I learned to lead them. <laughs> and this is the big thing, is that when it comes to building a sales machine, number one, if, if you're a solopreneur, you need to learn and practice self-leadership. This might sound stupid, but the reality is, is that if you can't hold yourself accountable to doing the reach-outs, to doing the follow-ups, to showing up in a peak state, um, to your calls with high certainty, with you know doing whatever rituals, pre-sales call rituals you might need, if you can't do that and hold yourself to that level, what on earth makes you think you're gonna be able to do that with someone else, right? So key, you gotta to learn to lead. The other thing is, um, you know, we had a really amazing culture. Like when we were doing meetings, the meetings were fun. Yes, we looked at KPIs and that's a, a big thing I'll mention in a moment. We're looking at KPIs, we were reviewing sales calls, we're looking at you know conversations that people were having in the DMs, but we were also laughing a lot. Like being on our team was fun. At that point, we called ourselves the wolf pack and I think there was like five of us and, and it was just like half serious, half play. And I think that's what led to so much growth was we all loved what we were doing and we loved working together. Now, going back to KPIs, we tracked KPIs religiously. This is a big thing. If you're wanting to go from 20K to 40K, from 50K to 100K, from 100K to 200K, over whatever timeframe, you need to understand what numbers are going to get you there because as simple as it sounds, sometimes it is as straightforward as simply doubling ad spend, doubling the amount of leads so you can double the amount of calls booked, so you can double the amount of closes. Now, oftentimes it doesn't always work that smoothly, but you need to understand and track the numbers like a hawk. This is a big key, and what really helped us grow was building that sales team where we were all focused in on those numbers, not just checking them once a week or once a month, but every single day, figuring out what was working what wasn't, and what needed to change. Number five, client success over everything. Listen, if you are in the coaching consulting space, it's not just because you could be any type of business owner and you just chose to be a coach or a consultant. That, that That's a small portion of you. The majority of people that I work with are impact-driven, purpose-driven people who want to make a change, who want to work with incredible clients, who want to change their lives. and oftentimes we lose that coaching identity and we just get obsessed with marketing and sales and one of the things that gave me so much confidence to scale so fast in such a short period of time was having confidence that we were looking after our clients well that we were doing right by our clients so we were investing time energy money uh, we had a, a great client su- success team at that point with concierge coaches all of that and a lot of my time outside of acquisition was figuring out how do I make the client experience better. And so despite popular opinion, you know, we in that time, rather than as we added more clients, we you know took more hands off. A lot of people can go, you know, I'm just gonna have a group program where there's just course and group calls. We were actually adding in more support and one-to-one. And yes, there are some challenges in that, but ultimately it gave me so much confidence. In uh, the, the product we were delivering, the experience we were delivering, the results clients were getting, that it allowed me to be more aggressive in the growth, knowing that we were taking great care of people. And so uh, client success over everything, very, very big thing. And I'll just say this, like, if there's one thing that's kept me up over at night over the last five years, it's very rarely marketing and sales. Definitely there have been seasons where it's like, oh my gosh, we haven't got a client in a while. Like there was a period of time where we were trying to cold call people back in early 2021 and we were getting all these numbers and calling people and we were literally booking hundreds of calls a month. I think it was like 150 calls a month and closing like no one. So in those periods of time, you better believe I'm losing sleep over, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? This is so, you know, and I was just being an idiot at that time. But the point is that is stressful. But the biggest stress for me has always come down to clients not getting results or clients feeling unhappy or clients leaving or, you know, it's very uncommon for us, but but the wrong fits coming in and then requesting a refund and things like that. And, and I just want to challenge you that if you've lost sight of why it is you got into this business in the first place, I want to encourage you to reconnect to that why and the why should be the people. It shouldn't just be, I want to get rich because there are a lot of different industries you can do that in. You can become a a dropshipper, an e-commerce guru. We are in the coaching space to not just make great money, but make great money changing people's lives. And so number five, client success over everything. Number six, I I won't take much time on this, but just be generous. This was a a big thing for me uh, in a number of different ways. And I'll be really, really um, tactical about this. In this period of time, I remember going away and staying in a hotel by myself, kind of doing what I used to call hustle-cations, which was basically lock myself in a hotel and just think and do business for 24 hours or whatever. Uh, Sometimes that's the thing you gotta do when you got kids and and the chaos at home. And I'll never forget sitting there and having this quote that I remember seeing on like some kind of Pinterest designed wall art somewhere way back in our church (laughs) years before. And it said, make generosity your growth strategy. And I remember pre the big growth for us, I remember committing to that and saying, my marketing is going to be really, really good. I'm going to make a massive effort to make this world-class, to make it help people. What Frank Kern talks about demonstrating results in advance. And even yesterday, I got a message from a guy saying, hey, I'm studying this ebook. We have an ebook called Grand Slam Groups. I'm studying this ebook. And it's just helped me so much. I've had people come up to me at events saying, dude, your ebook that you released, and this is a free ebook, like a literally people opt in and get it for free. Um, I've had people at, at 50K a month, at 100K a month, at 500K a month come up to me and say, I've been studying your ebook. It's helped us make so much money. Thank you so much. And this is a free piece of content right and so around that time that's when we when we released that ebook and the thinking behind it was i'm gonna make my free stuff better than other people's paid stuff i'm going to um, make generosity my growth strategy aside from marketing it's just been a big focus for me to try and be a generous person as a leader as as a coach um to my team as an employer and and so i remember around that time uh you know one of our team members was going through a tough financial time and um they they're, they're based in the philippines and so they had um these renovations that they're hoping to do in their house which which was of, of a modest uh cost to, to me and in new zealand at the time but for them was a lot of money and i just remember being on a, a team huddle and just offering to pay for the whole thing which was a few thousand dollars and at the time uh wasn't no money um, but that was such a powerful moment on our team. And just that value of being like, guys, yes, we're making money. Yes, I'm here trying to, trying to um, you know, grow the business. And yes, I'm the beneficiary of the growth of the business because I take profits and all of that. But let's not forget why we're here, which is people. And on the way, on the path of growth, we are gonna be generous. This is not about being greedy. This is about uh, not just making Dan's life better. This is about making all of our lives better. Better. And so that theme of generosity is really, really big. And uh, it's something that's been a huge value for me, you know, long before um, being a youth pastor even, and then especially being a youth pastor. Um, but just wanted to kind of share that thought as, as something that was really, really big around that time on my mind that led to this growth. Number seven, this, this point is very simple, stopped drinking. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you, uh, drinking has been a, a huge on and off challenge for me, Towards the end of my life as a youth pastor, it was incredibly stressful. I literally remember in those last few months, you know, it's hard to explain to people who who have never been involved in that world, not, not in a condescending way, um, but you can imagine that, you know, people like youth pastors just sit around playing board games and, and whatever, like checkers with teenagers. At that time, though, I was overseeing about 700 people in our community, a couple of hundred teenagers, and then uh, about 500 kind of 18 to 30 year olds. And we'd gone through a church restructure, and there were some financial challenges and things like that. And I also had a bunch of interns the year before, so that led me into uh, 2021, where I was overseeing 700 people through through a bunch of volunteers, not just me personally, but you know, big volunteer base, lots of people, a lot of responsibility. Um, I had no interns that year, and I didn't have any staff, and it was incredibly stressful. And I remember. Leading up to the point where I was finishing in April 2018, where a week a few weeks before I was set to finish, we had this big thing called Easter Camp. And Easter Camp was amazing and it was so stressful to pull together, getting, you know, 150 teenagers and registrations and payments and you know tents and all of that. Not my skill set. And I started to more frequently drink at that point. Now at that point, I look back and I laugh at the amounts that I was concerned with because it wasn't, I wasn't drinking a lot, I was drinking often, which was really uncomfortable for me. But I wish I could tell you that that stayed that way because I started drinking often and I started drinking a lot. It became a massive coping mechanism for me. And so at this point, um, when everything was growing super well and we doubled, I hadn't had, and I I wrote it down here, I hadn't had alcohol in 124 days and I've never felt better. At that point now I'm also not drinking alcohol now I wish I could tell you that I haven't drunk alcohol since then uh, 18 months ago no I've gone through seasons where I've relied on alcohol again and it's had a place in my life sometimes more serious sometimes not but eliminating things like that from my life and in in this season right now where I'm not drinking uh, it feels amazing and one of the things that I remember uh, a great coach called Alex Sharf and I think I might have mentioned him already uh, he says that you know typically we don't have business problems, we have personal problems that show up in our business. And there are really obvious ways that something like drinking can affect you. Like for, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's genetic, I don't know if everyone experiences this, but anytime I would drink, it would massively affect my sleep. So literally there were times where I would like drink before sleep and then I would wake up at 2 a.m. and I'd be awake for the day or I'd be awake for four hours or whatever. And so, obviously, there's obvious ways that um, that would affect a business because I was just absolutely trashed the next day from tiredness, not from alcohol. Um, but the point is, is that that it was really obvious to draw the connection between personal and business. But sometimes it's less obvious. Like sometimes you have an unmet emotional need that is causing you to be codependent with clients, and so they can sense that you need them. Right, and so therefore they don't want to work with you continually because there's a sense of desperation for you, and and I, I have friends like that that literally you know everything from marriage to uh, team members to clients that they work with uh, is this sense of codependency. I'm sharing this to say we need to identify the areas of our life we have to deal with on the personal side, because we can't compend to, we can't compartmentalize life like we would like to. There's not Dan's personal issues over here and then Dan's business over here. It's all intertwined and intermingled in a very unhelpful way. And so I wanna challenge you and encourage you to figure out whatever that thing might be for you. For me, for a big portion of time, it was alcohol. And the elimination of alcohol, though it was not easy, it was massively beneficial. So identify what that thing might be for you and uh, absolutely eliminate it You know do what you got to do to deal with it slay the slay the dragons face the demons go into the darkness and do the deep work because ironically sometimes that is the only change you need you you may be not one business strategy away you may be just um you know doing some deep personal work away from getting to your business numbers that you're trying to reach number eight and this is a deeply personal one uh, i don't expect everyone to relate or connect with this is i just wrote god first you know, it's no, uh, like my faith in Jesus is no um, secret. You know, I was a pastor. uh, Jesus, faith, God is all very much a part of my life. But going from being a pastor where my faith was such an obvious part of my life, meaning like it was obvious to me, I could see how my faith connected to what I was doing, right? We were out there trying to literally save the world. We thought souls were on the line. And I don't say that in a condescending way. I just mean like, you know, we weren't just putting on church events, we were literally coming at everything we were doing as if eternity was on the line for people. And while my thoughts and beliefs have kind of uh, shifted uh, uh, away from me feeling so much pressure on saving the world, um, my faith kind of felt so connected to what I was doing as a pastor that when I stepped into business, I really struggled to make the connection. I didn't understand how Jesus was gonna help me run Facebook ads. and and i i say this and i bring this one up because i think we all need a reason bigger than just us to do what it is we do now i believe god is real i believe that that jesus is real but regardless of what you believe You need to connect with something bigger than just your own ego to grow your business. For me now, I feel so deeply connected with a mission and a purpose that I believe has been given to me by God to literally sit in front of you right now and shoot this video. And because of it, I feel like I've got excess energy. I've got abundant energy. I'm excited to do this. It's a privilege. When you lose sight of your why, when you lose sight of your purpose, everything becomes a grind. Life feels numb and meaningless. And so whatever you've got to do to connect with universe, source, God, meaning, why, lean into it, do it. Because it's one of the easiest ways to grow your business is to feel that sense of like, oh gosh, this sounds so woo-woo, but like God working through you, right? <laughs> whatever terminology you want to use, but like like the universe, the, the energy working through you. And I, and I feel that in my life now. And there have been big seasons where I didn't feel that. And so if you're looking to grow your business, don't just think so superficially about funnels and ads and things like that. that that's what amateurs think about. That's why most people are stuck. You need to think deeper, right? You, I, I, I believe you're a spiritual being right? You're not just a brain and a body and (laughs) a computer, right? And so you need to connect with something bigger than yourself. You need to connect with a bigger why. You need to have like a gust of wind in your sails. You need to have energy in your soul to do this work because it's important work, it's meaningful work, and it's not easy. So I know this uh, went all over the place in terms of everything from talking talking about acquisition to sales teams to God. But I'm hoping this is helpful for you. And I just want to encourage you that wherever you're at right now, whether you you feel stuck, whether business sucks, life and business is seasons. And sometimes we just simply have to wait for seasons to come to an end. And sometimes we can just make them come to an end through a decision. And we had been coasting around that 150, 160K a month for a while. And you might be thinking, you know, boo-hoo, Dan. That's a a sucky place to, (laughs) I'm sure that's a sucky place to get stuck. But when you're stuck, you're stuck. And making the conscious decision to say, you know, I'm changing some things, I'm going to do better, and I'm going to like reach for bigger goals over this next 90 days was the reason that we experienced the growth that we did. It didn't happen by accident, it happened by decision. And so, wherever you might be at right now, you just might be one decision away from getting out of it and getting into a better season, into a better state, and experiencing more beauty, awesomeness, growth, scale all of that good stuff. I'm in woo-woo territory now. I'm freaking using all the fluffy words. But you hopefully get what I'm saying. So I'm sending you so much love today. If this was helpful, uh, by all means, let me know. Track me down on socials somewhere and I'll see you in another episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Scale School. I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that so you can be notified every time we drop future episodes. And if you and I have not already connected, feel free to track me down on any one of the social media platforms. My big head and smiling face are no doubt gonna be there. And you can just search my name, Dan Bolton, and we can connect there. But thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.